Hey, G-Pa, how are you this good. afternoon? Good, good, good. All right, it's August 3rd, 2019. Uh, we are here for our 1440 program. G-Pa is here with Stage 4 COPD, uh, thinking about all of the things in his life where he is uh, has a very unique story, and one of those is Christmas on a leper colony. Maybe you could tell us about that, G-Pa. Yeah, Sabre, thank you very much. It's uh, always good to have you come down here and stimulate my memories. Uh, in 1964, 65, I think it was probably December 65, uh, I was in Okinawa, and uh, I was uh, getting ready to go to Vietnam, and... Uh, the editor of the base newspaper there came up and said, uh, do I have any volunteers that want to go to a leper colony on Christmas Day? And of course everyone turned and started moving to the exit. And I raised my hand I said, yeah, I want to go. And uh, I don't know why, but I thought, wow, that is so cool. I get to go to a leper colony on Christmas Day. And I said, well, well, who else is going to go? And he says, well, you're going to go with all the prisoners from the brig. He said, uh, the provost marshal has asked for volunteers in the Marine Corps brig that want to get out and spend Christmas Day somewhere. Otherwise, they're going to stay in the cell. And their option is the leper colony. And I <laughs> and I said, well, wow, that'll be great. So I'm going to go to a leper colony with a bunch of prisoners, Marine Corps prisoners, that uh, are in the brig, right? And they said, yep, Merry Christmas. So I thought to myself, wow, man, and, and you know, I'm going to go to war here in a little bit, and before I go to war, I'll have gone to a leper colony. And uh, so I grabbed my pencil and I grabbed my pad and I hot-footed it over to the provost marshal's office where we were to stage out and uh, I got on the bus with all these prisoners from the from the brig. Now you got to remember Marines that are arrested and put in the brig are pretty bad guys. <laughs> There's just something about them that, that besides being rough and tough as a Marine, they're even rougher and tougher as prisoners. So they've done a lot of really, really bad stuff. So anyway, I'm chit-chatting with them, and we're in this bus. It's got big cages on it and everything. And I'm locked in the back with these prisoners, so I was hoping that I would make it to the, to the colony. So we traveled along in Okinawa. Uh, they have uh, this most beautiful... Idyllic. We pulled into this gate, and it looked like something out of paradise. There was this cove with the most beautiful lagoon I have ever seen in my life. There isn't anything more beautiful than that lagoon, with palm trees, and there were rocks, and the waves lapping up on the beach. I mean, it was idyllic. We pull into the camp, and... Uh, we got instructions from the people. It says, don't touch anybody. Don't kiss anybody. 
don't rub anybody's nose. And uh, the, the reason being is that at that time in the 60s, there wasn't clear how uh, leprosy was transmitted, if at all. And, uh, but they, they didn't want any bodily contact. And uh, so as we pull up in the bus, and we had all kinds of Christmas presents wrapped up. We got off the bus, and here were all these people. They had bandages around their hands. They had uh, some of them noses were all kind of falling off. There were gaps under their eyes. They were, and they, but they were all smiling, and there were all these little children running around different ages. And I asked somebody, says, "How come all these children are here?" And the interpreter said to me. Well, by law, if you're a, a leper and you have children, your children can never leave the colony, even if they don't have leprosy. And I thought, wow, that is heavy duty. So there isn't any proof that leprosy is passed on congenitally, but these children, no matter what, by law, of the Okinawan law, could not leave. They had to live there the rest of their lives. So there was a mixture of both people with leprosy and people without leprosy because they were the they were the offsprings. So we went around and and uh, greeted people and did some fist bumping and and after a while it, I, I I realized the importance of of touching, because these little kids had come up, they didn't have any sores or anything. You, you, how could you not put your arm around? So pretty soon I'm hugging these these kids, you know, and we're playing and laughing, and and, uh, and we go into this room, and it's a solid concrete room with concrete beds and a, a trough down the middle of it, and apparently when the people came in to do baths, they would wash them down with hoses. And it's just straining. There was like 20, 20 or 30 on each side. It was, a, it was a very scary looking place, but it was open. There was light in there. I didn't see anybody going through that. And then we went out, and I had the little kids around me, and we opened up presents, and then we had lunch. And we ate this lunch, and people laughing and smiling, and thank you, and then we got back on the bus. We headed home. And I had this wonderful feeling about how loving all of these people were in a cage. Here they were in this prison, in this prison with this beautiful beach and, and everything, but this fence around them, and they could never leave there. And they had a disease that if they walked down the street, people would throw rocks at them and <coughs> hiss and, and denigrate them because they were lepers. And all through history, the history of human beings, the, the horror of being a leper, Jesus healing a leper. And you think about this idea of leprosy as being one of the most vile diseases 
And yet here I had been in a colony of lepers who, after a while, had they didn't have a disease. Their faces were beautiful. Their, their sores seemed to disappear. The, the children were the most loving, the most kind, the most... And, and it was like, how could these people be lepers? And then as the bus pulled away and it started to make distance between the, the leper colony and... I began to realize that our prejudices and our and our ill feelings towards others is basically like leprosy. It it creates all of these terrible sores and terrible disfigurations on our minds about the the, the frailties or the fallacies of people. When in fact, if we really spent the time to love them, to pretend it was Christmas, to give, we would see their their disfigurements disappear. We would see their beauty appear. And I thought, wow, what if what if what if we did this to one another all the time? And I'm saying that as I'm on a bus heading back to with a bunch of prisoners, heading back to my Marine Corps station where I'm gonna pack my bag and go over and kill people. Because in, in my mind, those people have been termed lepers. And the enemy is a leper. And I thought, how strange. How strange it is that we can twist and turn and shift so quickly. When in fact, down deep in the, in the core of humanity is nothing but beauty. And there it was in the leper colony at Christmas time, beauty. All mankind is really beautiful. So I, I, I pass on to you. The next time you think badly of someone, think of yourself as a leper and how you might be treated if they saw you as you saw them. Thank you so much, Dad. So much to think about. If you as a listener would like to pass this along, please do. You can also contribute to Cliff and Lori McKenzie at 53 East 7th Street, Apartment 9, New York, New York, 10003. Have a great afternoon. Bye.